0: hello everybody and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast this is review number 699 with a review of windfall i'm Christopher versese
1: and i'm steven miller
0: and if you're joining us for the first time the spoiler warning podcast is a weekly film review program each week in the show we're going to dive in debate discuss and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you um this week we're talking about uh you know one of the more recent films to hit netflix um and that is windfall it's from the person who made uh, the one i love which was uh my favorite film of the year that it came out believe it was on it was on your list too right or did you not put it on there because you knew i would
1: <laughs> i i think i gave it like an honorable mention i don't okay. think it was on my list proper
0: gotcha um but yeah so uh it's a film that you know we're like hey this is coming out we like this other movie uh why don't we talk about this one um so we just got off of uh, of a nice long review talking about everything everywhere all at once Uh, which is a film that Stephen and I both loved immensely. And uh, now we're here to talk about one more thing that we we picked up uh, to watch this weekend. And uh, yeah, I think we're just going to jump into it, if that's cool, Stephen. I did not prepare any topics to talk about.
1: My only prepared question, it isn't prepared. It's something I'm thinking about (laughs) right now, and I didn't get a chance to search our website fast enough to find the answer. We reviewed The Discovery, I believe, the second the movie after the one I love that Charlie McDowell, um, made, what did you think about it? And more importantly, what did I think about it? <laughs> <laughs> I, Cause I, I have memory hold everything about that movie. <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly. Um,
0: I think that I enjoyed it enough. Um, I think we both were like, there are interesting ideas here. I feel like we had a long talk about the mechanics <laughs>
1: of what is happening in that in that film um which is the afterlife but kind of groundhog day too maybe yeah it, it's sort of about um i don't, I
0: don't know if this is spoiler that's as so long as we watch it a, a guy is basically trying to prove that the afterlife exists by examining stuff after a person passes away to like reconnect with the final memories that somebody had if I remember correctly, at least retroactively in the back of my head, I thought it was a very interesting premise, which brought up a lot of interesting ideas. Um, the film itself maybe didn't execute on everything perfectly, but it was definitely a a interesting concept that I I remember fondly enough to uh, not have disliked.
1: <laughs> yeah. I found it review number four hundred forty eight. The Discovery uh, Carson Patrick gave it a must see. You gave it a must see. Ooh, and there you I go. gave it a wait for rental. So. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I, I remember the there being thickens. like a, a discrepancy between what you and I thought. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like it was a, a lively conversation. Yep.
1: <laughs> Sounds like fun. Everybody, go back and listen the 250 episodes ago, not including like a hundred bonus episodes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or maybe don't. <laughs> we, yeah, maybe we have, don't. We we haven't uh, checked that yeah, episode. Yeah, I haven't vetted
1: it yet. <laughs> hold
0: on will i delete all episodes yeah i know we old? need
1: we need like an auto delete every episode more than two years old rule <laughs> oh
0: we'll, we'll, we'll just change hosting providers for for the site Smart. that'll do it <laughs> all right so well anyways steven what do you say we get started let's do it all right we're going to take a listen to the trailer for windfall and then we're going to come back and give you a review How gorgeous this place is. Babe!
1: This guy breaks into my house. Holy! And he just sit down on the couch. Okay, but how about you, you let go of my wife first? And I've had to hold his hand.
0: How does this open?
1: Is there a trick to the purse? No! There's a clasp.
0: And help him rob us. I want $150,000. You think
1: that's enough? Yeah, I think you're probably gonna want more than that. I can get you the money tomorrow. What? What me? I
0: I owe you something, right?
1: You owe a debt to a hell of a lot more people than just me. Try being a rich white guy these days. It sucks. (laughs) Do you wanna be me? Is that it? You're pathetic. I don't think you're going to do anything ever. You need to get close to him. Yeah. Do whatever it takes. That's it. Your life is picture perfect.
0: Picture perfect.
1: Nothing feels fair. You have everything, and I have nothing. <laughs> you did something that jeopardized me. Get in right now i didn't take anything that wasn't mine you're not a killer what
0: you think you have to do next please don't cross that line
1: it's gonna be a long night
0: Alright, so that was the trailer for Windfall. It is basically, um, about a man who breaks into what he thinks is a vacant home of a tech billionaire, um, in order to steal some money, um, for whatever purpose he has to need money for, and is suddenly surprised when the owner of the home comes home, uh, for a surprise vacation. And, uh, it's the, the, the windfall of
1: <laughs> what,
0: what that interaction. Was. I guess it's the,
1: it, he he gets a windfall. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Stephen Miller, <laughs> what did you think of windfall? I thought this movie was about some very clear things and none of it really worked for me. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, I watched this on the plane and because we were going to be descending, I had these little like earpluggy things in um i put them under my headphones and then i crank up the headphones so i can hear fine but (laughs) if like the audio mix is super important the subtlety of the audio is sometimes lost on me a little bit in that environment so i'm willing to put like a 10 percent chance that like the tone of this movie didn't work for me because i was in like a suboptimal listening environment and it did seem like a very kind of quiet calibrated movie that that could possibly be it. But what I saw is this was a movie that I didn't read much about it at all beforehand. Uh, I knew Charlie McDowell and I was like, sure, I'll watch it. Why not? Um, it's been described by its own marketing material as like a Hitchcockian story. You know, it's like a a taut psychological thriller in close quarters. Um, I didn't get any of that at all. What I felt is this is a three asterisk Uh, person play um about (laughs) okay let's find a way to talk about class and the looming threat of automation and the conflicts that you might feel in your life when you try to wield potentially ill-gotten gains for good and what does that mean and it just was turned into i felt like a very overwrought like college play or something like it i i felt like this did not have the twists and turns or emotional depth that a movie should have if it is going to be this kind of like tense character study of three people in an environment i i felt like it just kind of fizzled and for the first like i don't know 80% of the movie, like, I I felt like I understood what it was trying to say, and it just wasn't doing anything with the time it had available to further the point. Um, And then one event happens that is very shocking and unexpected, and did make me turn my head, but it felt like too little too late. And I like I walked away feeling like, I don't know, everyone is fine. Like they're good actors, they're doing their job. Okay. But I just... It felt so kind of trifling to me. I was uh, I was frustrated by what I'd watched. I felt like I didn't really get to see a movie. I saw, like, an idea that nobody bothered to make, like, a really compelling movie around. So I, I was frustrated. And I think that is underlined by a line in the trailer where Jesse Plemons suddenly says, like, try being a rich white guy these days. It sucks. Like, to me, that was the level of satire and depth of most of the movie, which, which is, like... I'm going to very, very obviously just say the themes of the movie rather than making something fester and think, like, what would you do? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I I was kind of perplexed by by this movie.
0: Yeah. Well, so so I'll say that I also watched this in suboptimal conditions, and that condition was that there was somebody on our block who had a car. They were seemingly sitting in... And just setting off the alarm, opening the door, boop, 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 un-beeping un- the alarm, shutting the door, and then having it go off every 10 seconds for about 10 seconds mm-hmm. the entire time I was watching this movie. And a uh, couple of times I paused just to like go to the window and peek out and just try to be like, is there a problem? Does s- somebody need help? Does somebody n- <laughs> need to stop? The answer is yes. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely affecting um, my my ability to just sit and focus on the film. But I think for me, I didn't... I, I think this film would be better if the themes that you're talking about that you hated weren't part of it. And I don't mean that in the context of if it wasn't trying to say anything about certain conditions. Because I think this film kind of works on a level if it's... If, if, if the guy doesn't have to be a tech billionaire, but he can just be... An asshole who is just a a toxic male, um, mm-hmm. and it, like all the dialogue except for the scenes where he's talking about like you must know who I am and uh, I invented this thing, this algorithm, blah 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 blah. Like if you take those out of the film and leave everything exactly the same, I think that there's an an all right film. I think Jesse Plemons is great in this. Um, I think he is just chewing up the scenery, being this like <laughs> like asshole. Who is completely unaware of how big of a douche he is. And he, he's re- like, there is something fun about the, not the si- satire of what the film is saying about the world and corporations and algorithms that, you know, uh, make companies efficient by firing half the people that work there. Um, none of that satire, but the satire of just this dude who is like, I'm in a threat situation. But also, I think I'm going to be fine. So, what if I just tried to give this person what they need in a way that it just makes me look like a complete asshole, and the person is just suffering through it to try to do it? Um, Like I kind—I enjoyed watching Jimmy uh, Jesse Plemons give all his lines. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think Jason Segel is 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 in a much more serious film that is not the film that we're watching, and I think that performance is also pretty good. Like he he is he is good at playing a person who is desperate, who is just going moment to moment, didn't have a plan, is making it up as it goes. I kind of liked their interaction with each other and just his his playing off of Lily Collins and being like, like he, you and I are hearing the same thing, right? Like his, his yeah, like, I mean,
1: he deploys what I think is like the classic Jason Siegel in a serious movie gesture, which is like, he'll look up and he'll give like a fleeting, like half second smirk or something yeah. at another person. And it's meant to say like, I contain a depth of emotion and I clocked it and I'm letting you know that we both clocked it. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of his thing and it, yeah, it yeah. fits with this character here.
0: Yeah, and, and it works great. So it's like there there are pieces of this film that I, that I really enjoyed. I think I was kind of vibing with it. Once again, I was completely ignoring any social commentary or anything. And I was just watching these two characters play off each other. And watching this bystander who is the wife of one of these characters. And I was kind of like, all right, cool. Where is this going? And just watching the tension slowly build. I think this film, uh, it, it like somehow runs out of steam as soon as the steam builds. Like it's kind of like mm-hmm. this film is a steady build and then sudden climax. It's like, it, it's, it's like they, they only had enough runtime it's like they 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 were paid for a certain runtime and they realized that uh they were about out and they liked everything they had put together before so they just slammed everything together and like literally the last 10 minutes of the film is like a sudden crescendo out of nowhere and then a a action series of actions and i don't know what's going through a certain character's head. I mean, I know it's going through one of the characters heads, right. but, I, but I don't know the, what's going The finale going
1: doesn't follow from any inner character turmoil, as far as I can tell. It just feels like a thing stamped on the movie to be, quote, that kind of movie. That that was how I felt about it. Like, yeah, just,
0: I, I mean, the the motivation of a certain character to maybe use the situation to rethink their own decisions in life makes sense it's it's fitting with the scenario that happened however it's it's a mechanics thing right like what that character does and what they do with certain items doesn't make sense like there's other ways out of that situation that that are simple like hey this just happened uh You know what I mean? Like, right. I, 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 There's it, something bothered me about the sudden crescendo where it goes at the end of the film. And, and I just didn't, I didn't think that there was a good payoff to what I was watching. I enjoyed the slow rise and the tension building. And like for me, where the satire worked is that this is theoretically a high tension situation and everybody is kind of really calm. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. that was where the funniness was, is that everybody should be like, there's a part in the trailer, I think it was in the trailer, where like Jason Siegel is chasing Jesse Clemens, and he's like, "I'm going to get you. You can't run anymore." And it's, it's like, yeah. it's it's like two kids playing tag, and it's like those kind of things were funny. It it, it had a weird tone that I enjoyed, but it it just right. at, at the end of the day, the story didn't amount to anything, and it didn't justify the journey. But it's like while I was watching it, I was kind of like, "This is this is fun. This is cute."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so I I liked that aspect of it too. I I feel like what. What I find strange is the movie works by purposely deflating its own tension. You know, like yeah. the premise is this... I and mean, again, I knew nothing about the movie before I hit start other than the name Windfall. Um, yeah. But like we've already explained... The premise of the movie is a man is getting robbed and he is so rich that he truly does not care that he's about to lose something. And so that tension goes away immediately and instead he's almost just toying... Not quite toying, but he's like goading the guy who robbed him and is holding him hostage that is a interesting premise that you can take as a starting point to then evolve a movie around like what is the shifting nature of the hostage situation um like what what happens in this universe how do they see each other who will get close to each other and why and how do things twist and turn i feel like it just does that deflating and then it lives in this deflated we are just having conversations mode. And then once every, like, 10 minutes, it decides, like, oh, but let me remind you that we're actually in a high-tense thing. And it's just, like, the ping-ponging just feels like it's, like, doing a little shuffle, and it doesn't actually know what it wants to do with the premise. And I I think that is what I found so odd about the movie, is, like, you have me, you hooked me at the beginning, take me somewhere, you know, make me feel something or challenge me in some way and instead i feel like every character flaw in jesse Plemons' character is revealed in the first like 10 minutes of him interacting with this guy and nothing no new depth is revealed later though i also loved watching him like he you know these people are great like it's cool seeing them do their line delivery um well i I, I just found it very odd
0: yeah i I mean i i think i think part of why it feels like all the information is is divvied at the beginning is because Jason Siegel learns information about Jesse Plemons which he thinks is going to be leveraged later until he realizes that, that the wife already knows all this information. So it's like every time he sees something and goes, that's odd, I'm clocking that, I'm going to use that later. It's just it it, it is deflated on purpose because it's like mm-hmm. he literally has no control over what the situation is and it and it's not like he is the situation is out of control. He just he can never gain the upper hand and he's really just waiting time out for when this delivery of money is going to show which is also weird because there's a whole thing about how like evening isn't going to work you got to get it here by the afternoon and this film ends minor spoilers in the evening and there's never it's never mentioned again like oh they're running late they're not going to be able to bring it there's going to be something that's going to extend this longer it's like at the end of the film they were sort of just like where do we want to go from here and they don't really have a narrative throughput of keeping any timelines in actual sync or anything like that but um yeah for me for me i at least enjoyed the interactions between the 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 two male characters and just the dynamics they're playing off against each other and how jason siegel like never gives up anything about who he is or what he's doing or why he's doing anything it's really just about i'm here you caught me one one thing that's really funny is and and this text is not in the trailer at all it's not it's not a thing but i only watched the trailer once before watching this movie and for whatever reason, why I made up a narrative where Jason Siegel was actually like the ex of Lily Collins and something about like the look when she first comes out and he's like, Shh. I just, I just, to me, I just imagined, I just built a whole backstory where they, they were somehow they used to date and he was there specifically for something that was related to her and not him. And then when it turned out that he was just some tech billionaire, I was like, oh, oh, okay cool i i don't know where i got that from but i just i made up a whole fictional backstory for all these characters before i started watching the film that immediately was was taken from me as the film started
1: (laughs) (laughs) like i i think there there are two main comparisons for me that make me a little bit more perplexed by what this movie is doing one is okay like the, the conceit of the movie is what if a robbery hostage type thing Turned on its head because of the power dynamics Involved in who was doing it But that is like most Heist movies or at least A lot of famous ones like Everything from like Dog Day Afternoon To like 892 the movie we just reviewed Out of, out of Sundance or like Money Monster or like like the idea of like the one person going in and trying to take the upper hand in a situation and then being stuck with the people they tried to get the upper hand from and revealing why they needed to and having you question who you root for that is like not a new thing to the genre at all that's kind of like a part of the whole idea of of filming something like this so i already feel like it isn't that original unless you do something different with it other than just expressing like the standard class sentiment of look, I, I am not the bad guy here. I'm just trying to get what's mine. You are the bad guy. (laughs) Um, and then the other one is like how people reveal themselves to their significant others by how they handle an intense situation. Like Jesse Plemons is the loneliest planning the shit out of this movie. Right. (laughs) He is, he, he is dealing with a stressful situation in a way that is revealing all of his failings to his wife. Um, but they're very obvious and boring failings and like they're so arrogant you have to believe this is not revealing anything new to her like she saw all this before because yeah, yeah. he does this openly brazenly all the time
0: yeah yeah which is why the the only action anybody takes of their own volition in this film makes sense is given that context of like this is just a historical thing that sh- that has always been the case and all the parties involved have resigned themselves to this is the state of our lives and our agreement mm-hmm. that we've made um so like given the slightest opportunity people might rethink their situation
1: um yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i didn't get it <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's cool. Like, I, I think that you talk about it, it, it being like similar to things that already existed, other type of heist movies. And I think what what's weird, what theoretically makes it different, but is weird, is in a normal in a normal heist or in, in, a, in a different yeah, type hostage. of hostage. Yeah, yeah. In a different type of situation, a person would have either randomly picked a target. Or done something specific and then is forced to deal with the people that are in that situation. And if there's some sort of power dynamic where somebody else has an upper hand, given you know whether that person doesn't know how to work the controls at a television station or <laughs> whether a person doesn't know how to operate any of the stuff at the bank or, or any of those other situations, um, a person is having to deal with stuff on the fly. In this, it's kind of implied that Jason Siegel targeted this house because it was owned by the rich billionaire, and that's why he chose it. And the billionaire wasn't supposed to be there, and that's why things went awry. Which is a weird. Mm. He's not just a drifter who was passing by a house that looked vacant and broke in to try to hope there was stuff there. It it, it just feels weird that like this would be a better story if it was all chance rather than a right. specific target. And the only thing they got got shifted around because he's like walking around the property
1: drinking orange juice and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. I think the movie wants us to believe that he has just been living there and then the decision to turn it into a robbery is kind of a like a last minute temptation before he leaves rather than the reason he came. And that doesn't make sense to me at all in the context of this being a targeted location, even though I feel like the movie does kind of imply that it was targeted.
0: To me, to me, he showed up and was like, I'm just going to. Pee in the shower and drink his mm. orange juice, and like I, I, it felt like a, uh, like somebody playing in a rich space, purposely trying like like I would imagine scenes were cut where he is just like keeping his shoes on and jumping on the bed like like think, like mm-hmm. things like that right I, I assume that he just wants to he's probably got to do an upper decker in the toilet after he's done peeing in the shower and then you know,
1: like, See, somehow i told myself that he peed in the shower because peeing in the toilet would leave fingerprints and <laughs> i don't know why that would be true
0: <laughs> well yeah if you lift the toilet seat then then you can sure. leave why, why would there. you lift
1: the toilet seat i mean you're peeing in the shower you can aim <laughs> and if you splatter you splatter um but yeah it's like i
0: i imagine that it was him just being like like fuck this guy's house and and it's really just him doing that and then he gets caught still feels like he could have escaped he had sort of a wad of cash he could have like snuck out real fast um mm-hmm. but him wanting to have gotten away with it is where everything goes wrong for him and then obviously
1: mm-hmm.
0: once he's finally trying to leave discovering that there's something else he has to take care of before he leaves um, is another yeah. complication and after that it's really just a matter of everybody working out logistically how this should play out and then just agreeing for it to play out that way and just waiting for it to take place and it, it's there. there is something weird not off-putting but there is something silly about the whole scenario that we're watching and for that i kind of enjoyed it but it's but it's like yeah at the end it didn't really amount to anything um yeah yeah cool is that is that it steven <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think that's it all
0: right well i uh, let's go ahead and get to verdicts for this one steven miller if you're gonna say must see record with a record of the caveat wait for until passes, the caveat or must avoid what would you give it
1: i'm i feel funny because like when i wrote a rating of this i did 2.5 out of 5 because the actors are totally good and fine but i feel like as i talk about it wait for rental feels more generous than I felt like I think pass with caveat is more where I'm at it's like the movie is well acted and it has an interesting setup but I just don't feel like it's an interesting movie and I don't feel like it executes it in a way that makes it worth watching so yeah like the caveat I think it is a well done pass but I just don't think you have any reason to watch it
0: yeah um i i for me it's it's a wait for rental uh really my only reason for watching it is i i think this is a great role for jesse flemmons like he he has been in it feels like in a bunch of the films that we have seen lately he is sort of a sad sack in a lot of those films and this is him still not a good guy (laughs) he's he's a total asshole um but he he gets to stretch his chops a little bit and not just be like the super awkward person who's not very sure of himself. He's like completely in the opposite end end of the spectrum where he is like overly sure of himself and really just so sure of himself that he's no longer on the same plane as normal humans that he interacts with. And there is something really fun about watching him just give the performance in this film that is like for my, for my whatever 1399 now or whatever it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) for Netflix. For for that money, I thought I thought it was worth uh, worth the fun time, but uh, but yeah, in the end it's not gonna stick with me. Um, and uh, I can't praise it that much, but fun fun watching Jesse Pointman's. Yeah. Cool. Well that's gonna do it for a review of Windfall. Stephen Miller, if you want to find it out the week, where can they do that?
1: People can find me at twitter.com slash s David or s
0: people can find me at Christopher in real life.com or twitter.com slash Christopher IRL. You can find the podcast over at the spoiler com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in overcast stitcher, Apple podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning, facebook.com slash the spoiler warning or instagram.com slash the spoiler warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the spoiler or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a song selected from artists.io. So, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to be back next week-ish <laughs> for uh, 700th episode, uh, officially numbered episode, episode. So hopefully...
1: And of course, we saved episode number 700 for a very exciting movie, which I have no idea of what it is. <laughs> do you know what it's going to be? We'll do something. We'll, we'll do something for 700.
0: Oh, no, I'm thinking... We have
1: to beat Trolls World
0: Tour. Wait, so... So hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So it, the other zero zero episode was Trolls and Trolls Two. Yeah. Are we gonna do Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog Two? Oh. Because i do it. That's April eighth. We can do. I'll, gi- I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. We can do a double feature. Um, hopefully, okay. there's a song heavily featured in that, so you can do another rendition on the
1: guitar. <laughs> don't spoil it, Christopher. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I think that's the medic really re- resident if we did if we did a double feature of uh, a theoretical kids movie uh, back then we could do a double feature of and and supposedly Sonic the Hedgehog the first one is good. I've never seen it um, but everybody seems to have loved it so I'm down I'm down for that
1: I'm if if there's nothing coming out this weekend that we plan on reviewing, I'm totally down with that. All right it's decided live production meeting
0: (laughs) (laughs) people enjoy knowing how we uh we put this whole thing together that's it that's the episode guys uh half the episode is us talking about what the next episode is going to be so yay all right thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time
1: bye